Welcome, this is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 173 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of August 1st, 2023. Happy Spider-Man Day. Okay, so the fact that that's a thing is mind-blowing to me. However, I will approve of this because of the wonderful interaction Anthony had with Spider-Man that we can talk about a little later. I don't know why. It just is. Coming up on today's show, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak has returned. The Hatbox Ghost location has been announced for Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom. It's interesting. The Contemporary Resort has been named one of the ugliest buildings in America. Oh, stop it. It was. True story. We'll take a look. We'll talk about it. And in our main segment, Donna tells us all about her trip in Disneyland. This is the Circus 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. And first off, a warm welcome back. Glad you made it. Man, I was a... I was a little bit worried on that flight home when the captain came on the, the announcement and said, uh, flight attendants, please, uh, uh, I forgot what word, button up the cabin or something like that for some turbulence. I was like, oh, ish. Thought you were going into the fifth dimension. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was going to happen. You might be tired. I don't even know if you picked up on, it was all Tower Terror reference. No kidding. Oh, okay, good. You did pick up on it. So anyways, just because I chose to ignore you doesn't mean I didn't understand what you were trying to be funny about. Yeah, I should be used to that. Anyways, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak returns at the 2023 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival with, in my opinion, a really cool prize this year. I'm not going to lie. When I saw pictures of it, I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. But then my immediate second thought, because I'm a little bit of a negative Nancy when it comes to, to Disney and, and certain things, no. was about how long, how long are these things going to last? As far as quality-wise goes, not as far as quantity-wise. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But what Donna is referring to are four different insulated lunch bags um, that are the prizes. Um, one is of Remy design. The other is uh, Chef Mickey, but like not from the Contemporary Resort, more like he's wearing a chef hat um, in Kanto. And, <clears throat> excuse me, Donna, Figment dressed up as a chef. Um, the scavenger hunt, um, as we've talked about all these before, um, which, Donna, I also have to say, the map, I think, is super clever that it unfolds like it's supposed to be look a napkin. No, I actually did pay attention to that this year. And I like that idea because in the traditional maps for folks who might not have done this before are usually like different, like weird shapes and they're easy to get bent. Like if you're putting in your bag or something like that. So I like the idea of this being folding down a little smaller. Yeah. A hundred percent. And a super, super smart. Um, 9.99 does include um, or would include if you're an annual pass holder um, an annual pass discount and you can go around and look for Remy with all of his different ingredients um, and you what I think was always a smart change is when you buy the thing you can redeem it you don't actually have to fill it out um, but yeah I think this is a clever idea and I think they're the bags are are nicely done as well again I will uh, have to, to reserve judgment until I get my physical hands on one and see how how durable i think they're going to be um but we'll, we'll definitely end up getting one or two of these at that price point it's it's a home run souvenir yeah no i agree and, and we love these um we know well, jamie we know so <laughs> all right donna I, I got a great transition for you ready for this one you have a ish eating grin on your face so i'm sure it's going to be good what the smell dude Except for I wouldn't have used the thing that sounds like smell when reading this article. It would have been a stronger word that rhymes with duck. Yeah. Um, so literally, guys, more smellifants on parade details have been announced for the Magic Kingdom. Let me say that again in case you think I'm kidding. Smellifants on parade. So this is going to be an experience coming to Storybook Circus in Magic Kingdom where families are going to walk around searching and sniffing for different scents. This 
stupid experience is going to be sponsored by Scentsy, who, you know, of course, Disney wants us to know that they're the official home fragrance of the Walt Disney World Resort. And um, for those who might not have picked up on the reference, which probably is not very many of you, um, the experience takes its inspiration from the pink elephants on parade sequence in Dumbo. Um, so, yeah. Um, cast members can give guests soon uh, smell if it's on parade map and sticker sheet at that ticket booth that's right in front of Big Top Souvenirs um, with assistance in training can then explore Storybrook Circus to find smell statues and record their unique scents I don't think it makes a lot of sense Donna <laughs> but, all right. People are going to look re freaking ridiculous walking around like trying to smell. Come on, this is so dumb. This is even dumb for Disney. I, uh, <laughs> Donna, honest to God, like you know me, I, I think I know Disney pretty well. If you paid me a million dollars, I could not name the official home fragrance for the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. If my life depended on it, start, you know, nailing the coffin together. The only reason, Jamie, the only reason that I might have guessed, like if you had said, like, you know, take a guess and say, oh, you have five guesses, you know, whatever, whatever. I might, might, might have said Sensi because I've had different clients who sell Sensi ask me if I was interested in buying any of the Disney collection stuff. And I mean, Jamie, this stuff's not cheap. Like it's like 150 bucks for like the Cinderella castle, like thing that burns some stupid candle oil. We're we're not like burn a candle type people, burn oil, uh, diffuse oil type people. So that never really interested me. Um, But yeah, that that's the only reason I might've guessed because I knew that they had like official merchandise partnership. All right, so I got my jokes out of the way. I- I'm trying here to find some sort of like, like, may- like it can't be that they go into the planter and sniff the elephant. Like the <laughs> elephant looks like a-, a container of popcorn. Clearly, he's going to smell like popcorn. So maybe if they use the um, oh Donna, what are- what is it called where they pump scents into Main Street? The the Pulitzers. No, the um, oh, I forget. It has a name. I didn't I, know that it had. I didn't know that it had a name. I just knew that they would pump scents onto the street. Yeah, it. it the, Atomi- or the same technology they use in Soren, or that they use at Philharmagic. Yeah, atomizer, maybe that's it. I, there is a name. I, I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, so maybe like they use that in the area. But if you see a giant elephant that has popcorn all over him, and it looks like his pants are a popcorn container. Chances are it probably smells like popcorn. Jamie, I just can't. Like, this just, to me, is like, why are you putting money into this instead of into something that, like, actually could use it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have the, the Magic Band Pluses now. I, I mean, people do kind of wave at those statues. Maybe something like that would have been better. I, I don't know. This one's bizarre. And I don't even think, Donna, it has a... Um, opening date does it is it later this year or no it just says no it didn't say okay uh well something that is coming later this year donna the hatbox ghost location has been announced for the haunted mansion in magic kingdom um the ghost will materialize in the attraction later this year and guests will soon see temporary barriers set up for his arrival Um, This is a quote from Disney later this year at the Walt Disney World Resort. One of our most iconic specters, I need a thesaurus, will set up residence in the Haunted Mansion of Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom Park. Man, super specific. The Hatbox Ghost will appear to guests as they pass the endless hallway, welcoming himself inside from the swinging wake in the cemetery and grinning at the doom buggies as they set off deeper into the mansion. Guests will soon see temporary barriers materialize as we await his apparition. So this is not the same location as in the mansion at in Disneyland, which is in um, at the end of the attic scene after the bride. Um, Correct. Talked about this before, where Hatbox Ghost is way more a Disneyland thing. 
Um, and Donna, I don't know if you caught a lot of the discourse um, online over this discussion. I am going to be uber, uber negative about this. <laughs> this completely breaks the story of the haunted mansion. You have Madame Leota who summons all the ghosts. There are no ghosts before you see Madame Leota. And like it breaks their own freaking story. And the argument that I saw online was really, oh, that doesn't matter. It's a cool animatronic, whatever. We were taught that these things matter. Right. And that's what makes Disney World, Disneyland special. You know, I'm so sick of hearing the arguments of sight lines don't matter. Sight lines do matter. That's why the Guardians of the Galaxy building looks atrocious. And so does for, you know, in a lot of angles, the Tron building. This matters. It should matter. And and I just don't understand how you break your own storyline, break your own canon. I don't know. I'm... How do I say this nicely? I'm tired of them having to add stuff just to add it. I don't Great know point. that Walt. I don't know that Walt Disney World needed this. So 100%. if it if it could not fit where it belonged, why are you shoving it into the attraction too early? Which is what they're doing. I don't know how many people understand the storyline the way you and I. M- have the understanding of it but i think you know the more people learn about it, the more people hear about it they might go oh that that is a little bit out of place and i'm sure it's gonna be cool i'm sure it's gonna be really cool looking but to me if you couldn't put it where it belongs just don't include it at walt disney world leave it at disneyland yeah donna after after the endless hallway it's the the library scene is it not correct so he's going in between the library and the endless hallway? I tend to think he's probably going to be where the chair is. It looks like it's out of the Polynesian. In the library. Oh, oh you mean before the hallway? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I, I did hear... Because that's so- a lot of space, Jamie. Think about it. Like, that's a big space. Yeah. It's the clock. It's the clock with the the, the ticking hand pointing like, with the number thirteen, and it's the right. chair that to, to Andrew and I looks like it's out of the Polynesian Resort. Oh, so then maybe you don't go from the endless hallway right into the library. Maybe there is another scene. I just forget the order of it. I'd have to watch a video. The, the library's first. The library is right. Oh wait, hold on. I might be thinking of a different. I think that you're thinking of a different hallway. Where I picture the endless hallway being is not that first hallway with the porches where they take your picture, because that Correct. happens. Then the library happens. It, it's the, the what they're referring to is the endless hallway with like the the candelabra. Correct. Yeah, and right. that's where I'm saying the the grandfather clock with the number thirteen and the chair are. That's where I think this is going to be because that's where the room is to do something like this. Okay. And then you see that, and then you rotate backwards, and then you go down, and there's the piano that plays itself on the right, and the coffin, and then the bulging doors are going to be on your left, because they rotate you backwards after the endless hallway. Okay, so there is a lot more in between those two. I just, I don't, nevertheless, I I mean, you're right, this didn't need to come, and at this point, if you have to just shoehorn it in, I'd rather it not be there. And I did hear, in fairness, they wanted originally to put it in the attic, and the Imagineers couldn't make it work. That's what what I heard. Whether it's true or not, I don't really know. But <sighs> nevertheless, let's go on to... If I'm right that that's where they're going to put it, it's a space issue and maybe a weight issue. Who knows? Maybe. Although, if they could do it in Disneyland, I don't know why it'd be an issue in World. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know. I got nothing. Let's move on to our next story. I think this one's yours. Yep. Let's take a splash. <laughs> um, new environmentally friendly world nature and journey of water inspired by Moana cast member costume pictures have debuted. So, as you may remember, a couple months back, 
PhotoPass photographers got the option to change to a bright green um, uh, cast member costume instead of the traditional khaki colored costume. Go on, um, sorry. Yeah. Um, so these costumes supposedly are going to be more comfortable, breathable, and more environmentally friendly than before. Um, they're pretty plain looking to me, like a light blue with a darker blue collar. And then um, around the, the edge of the sleeve, depending on if you're going to be in World Nature or the Moana section, um, there, there would be like the uh, Heart of Tafiti swirl on the cuff of the sleeve or just a plain darker blue cuff. Um, I will say, Jamie, a good friend of ours is um, in, um, I don't even know what the field would be. She purchases for companies um, different products and her her company then sells them out to like places like Target and things like that. Um, so she knows prices of stuff. Like, it's not like me saying like, oh, I wonder how much that costs. Like my girlfriend, like immediately is like, oh, it's da, da, da. like she knows. She told me that making these costumes is about three and a half times more expensive than making a traditional costume. So when they're talking about being more environmentally friendly and this, that, and the other thing, they're also costing a whole heck of a lot more. Well, you know what, then give credit to Disney for doing it. You know, if they yeah, are, you again, know. Jane, where should the money be going? Yeah. They're laying off cast members and then turning around and giving the ones remaining, quote, more comfortable, environmentally friendly costumes. They even laid off cast members, though. There was, it wasn't any frontline people that were laid off. It's just, I, I get tired of it. No. I, I don't think they're bad looking. I don't like the, the Finding Nemo ones. I think they're kind of ugly looking, personally. And they look super uncomfortable. Um, yeah, for something that's supposed to be more comfortable, it doesn't look it. Oh, I think they do, actually. They I look these, more comfortable to you? I do, yeah. Because they almost come across more like a, um, like a, almost like a dry fit type material. As mm. opposed to like their, whatever the other ones are made out of. Like, I think the ones that are Finding Nemo now look super hot. In a negative way. <laughs> there you go. So, I don't know. But we'll see how they look. I think it's a interesting choice, I guess. How long until the interactive features break on Journey of Water? You know what? Not to give you a, a terrible answer, I think it depends on what the features are, how complicated they are. I mean, if it's just like a, a sensor, because Disney hasn't said anything about like Magic Band Plus interact. Uh, uh, interoperability or whatever you want to say with Journey of Water. Just that it's interactive, which is really weird because you would have thought they would have made that announcement already. One would think. Yeah. So, all right. Next story, Donna, going out to the West Coast, which I got to say is something that I kind of hope does well and they do bring it um, to Walt Disney World. Disneyland Resort is testing a new mobile merchandise order service offering timed complimentary parking to participants. So this um, feature will allow you to get timed, I guess, um, free parking. But with the service, guests can place orders or with this test of $20 or more for select merchandise and pick up their items same day at the World of Disney in the downtown Disney um, resort. Um, all eligible Magic Key Holder discounts are applied, um, and you get up to three hours in the uh, symbol lot. Yeah, but the, the reason that that's necessary there is because there's no free parking at downtown right. Disney, the way right. our Disney Springs has multiple garages, so it wouldn't really be necessary here. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the parking is just kind of inconsequential, I would say, um, at least in world because of Disney Springs. Um, but I, I almost think it's like a smaller test. Like if this goes well, I mean, mobile ordering merchandise from the Emporium doesn't sound like a terrible idea. No, I could see where you're coming from with that. But again, I don't think the parking piece would necessarily come into play. Oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think that, especially at Magic Kingdom, because that that it just doesn't work that way. Um, well, you know that Universal Orlando. You know what? I shouldn't say this for a fact. I can say for a fact that years ago this was true. I haven't fact checked it recently, so I, I probably should be clear in that. But at least several years ago, you could go to Universal Orlando. You park. You would have to pay to park. But then you could go to their guest relations in their City Walk area. So their version of Disney Springs Downtown Disney is called City Walk. You could go to City Walk. You could say, "Hey, we have a reservation to eat at." I always say it wrong. Mythos, Mythos. I literally always say it incorrectly. Mythos. Uh, Grill, which is an amazing restaurant inside Islands of Adventure. Hey, we have a reservation. They take your credit card. They swipe your credit card as a hold. They issue you a one day one park ticket for I think it was it was either two or three hours. You go, you dine. If you dine quickly enough, you can you know do a little attraction or two. Come back to that guest relations window, hand the ticket back over, and then you go on your merry way. If you stay longer than the allotted time, then they would ping your credit card. You have to show your receipt showing that you had eaten at the restaurant, and then they just let you head on out. Clever. Because Andrew and I had toyed with, again, many years ago, pre-Anthony, uh, when we had annual passes, we had toyed with friends that were visiting from town, just really wanted to go on uh, the Harry Potter attraction. And we were toying with Andrew and I eating at the restaurant <laughs> while they went into the ride. And then them right. showing our receipt at Guest Relations. I'm probably going to get, you know, spanked from the Universal Bank for that one. Um, but I don't know. It's the truth that we had looked into that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I don't think I knew that they did that. Um, I haven't heard anything, obviously, since. But I don't know. I'd like to see how this test goes and, and kind of keep an eye on this. But I think it's a pretty clever idea if Shop Disney has, like, a decent selection of the merch available. I'm really quickly Googling that. Okay. Because I'm curious. Uh, as of January 12th, oh, that's Reddit. I want actual information <laughs> do you want me to go on to the next story while you're reading well yeah especially because you're going to have a field day with this one and i wouldn't even have covered it as news i think you're being unfair to me disney's contemporary <laughs> resort an iconic walt disney world building has been named the ugliest building in florida by a lot travel in their list of ugliest buildings in for each state um, and has additionally made their top 25 overall list. Um, a lot travel said Disney World is usually spot on when it comes to designing things, but what in the world were they thinking when they created the iconic and ugly contemporary resort? It looks like a futuristic Aztec pyramid, which is not something you would normally associate with Mickey Mouse. Um, for the record... Um, Disney's Contemporary Resort ended up at number 24 overall. Um, yeah, I think Florida locals may go for the Majestic Building, or known as the I-4 Eyesore. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Other buildings on the list included Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Veer Towers in Vegas, the Denver Art Museum, a Kentucky Fried Chicken location in Los Angeles, and multiple governmental buildings um, across the country. Um, Donna, we know I don't like the architecture necessarily of Bay Lake Tower. I don't really have an issue with the A-frame of the contemporary itself. Oh, I can't hear you, Donna. Let's try again. Now I yeah. can. Weird. I had to unlock my phone. Um, to, to, to your point, what you just said is true, that you can appreciate the, the concept and the construction of the A-frame and still think the building's ugly. But I don't know. I think these people are big JAs and they don't at all appreciate what the contemporary is and, and how it was designed and the fact that the monorail runs through it and that it opened with, with the parks. They can kiss a big you know one. What, you know what it might be? Like, if I'm, if I'm being objective... I think it's the color scheme. Like, you look at the Polynesian, you have your browns, your oranges. You look at the Grand, you have your red and your white. You look at, or um, 
Yeah, like a like a red, close enough. You look at Wilderness Lodge, and you have that almost like deep aqua and brown. Like it's a mix of colors. Whereas the contemporary, it's like tan on white, and I think that may be part of it. Like if it had different colorings or lit up, it was lit differently. I, I think that would help with the aesthetic um, appeal. But I don't necessarily have the issue with contemporary. I think Bay Lake Towers is much uglier, but. If I had to guess why people think that, I think it would be the color or lack thereof. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, you call it Bay Lake Hospital all the time. I don't, I like both buildings. I think they're, the views are, are, you know, not to be beat. Um, speaking of uh, things that are, are beat and wrong, um, I was wrong. It looks like COVID <laughs> killed that. Things that are beaten wrong. I introduced Donna. Shut <laughs> up. Um, no, I was I was wrong. I don't mind saying that. Um, it looks like COVID, COVID stopped that. Pre COVID, yeah, pre COVID, it was you know a go for what I described. And now, even on like an official like Universal employee answered question, um, no, you have to have park admission eat there, which is a shame because honestly, it it is or was because again, I haven't eaten there in years. A phenomenal restaurant. I think you and Valley ate there together one time. I think when we went, go- Andrew and I went golfing or something. Sounds right. Yeah, I remember you guys ate there. She said it was really good, but yeah. Nevertheless, all right, Donna. Well, let's take. And then we probably got butterbeer ice cream without you. No, that's what we do without her. <laughs> so funny jamie came down from pennsylvania for a, a training trip and um i went over and i met him again pre-kids for both of us and i was like dude you gotta try this ice cream it's the best and he was like oh, okay and we both got butterbeer ice cream and he was like oh my god this is phenomenal I'm like dude i told you and then we sent a very very obnoxious picture to our respective spouses who were both working while we were gallivanting <laughs> so- yeah that was wrong. We should not have done that. <laughs> and every year when it comes up on Facebook memories, we don't laugh about it. That, that is true. So, all right, Donna, let's take a quick break. And we are all eager to hear about your trip to the Disneyland Resort. All right, Donna, and we are back. Eager to hear about your trip to the Disneyland Resort. I mean, I know it's not your at least Val's favorite place on earth, but we like it. I'm so, so, so glad that we went. Um, one of the main reasons for going, as I know that you know, and I, I know I've mentioned, mentioned on the show too, was to see Toontown and to get Anthony to see Toontown. Bill loves the characters and those experiences. And I will tell you, Jamie, that did not disappoint. It was absolutely everything I could have wanted it to be. Sorry, I thought I had more time. I was trying to finish my ice cream. (laughs) Wow, hashtag social fatty. (laughs) So that actually, I have a couple questions that I wrote down to kind of direct the conversation, I guess we could say a little bit. And to Uh, be fair, we did text throughout the week, but we haven't had a voice-to-voice debrief. We wanted to save that for this. Correct. Um, And that was one thing that I I did want to... ask about is because you know typically speaking walt disney world characters are in a stationed queue with a line non-free roaming unless you're in um at pixar place in hollywood studios that's amazing (laughs) um with with a couple of the characters free roaming but um talk a little bit about how the character interactions um are different from Walt Disney World and what are your overall thoughts on them? So what Jamie just mentioned is 100% true. The only place at Walt Disney World where you can walk up to a character, see a character moving around in a space and not in their designated area is in that very, very small Pixar area where you, Edna has a, a standard queue in a standard area, but I've seen Sully walking around, I've seen Frozone walking around, and Mr. and Mrs. Incredible I've seen in that area. 
and they don't just stand, they move around and they interact. So obviously that's really stinking cool. Like we could be in line for an attraction and Anthony or Andrew or I would go, oh, look, there's Mary Poppins walking by. There's, you know, Captain Hook walking, holding a kid's hand to another part of Fantasyland. Like it's, it's just totally different and really cool. In Toontown, you know, they would come out one after another. When Pete came out, like he had a mob following him. So it's really cool because it's, it seems more genuine. And for kids, I mean, like Anthony was pooping himself because he thought like, oh my gosh, this is Pete. Like he's not at the age yet that he's like, that's a person in Pete's costume. Like to him, it was freaking Pete right, right. there walking around. Like it was so cool. So in that sense, it was awesome. Um, Avengers Campus, you know, interacting with Spider-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Black Widow, uh, Black Panther. I mean, so many of them were, were, were just walking around and it's so uh, we saw Thor walking around and it's so, so cool to see them walking around like in their element, in their different themed areas. And that's where Donna was pooping her pants when Thor oh. was walking around. Oh. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I beat it. Um but in any case, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, it's also frustrating when Anthony's favorite character is Donald. Like, we all know that. Like, he literally calls Donald my duck. Jamie, we didn't see him once. Really? Not a single time in the five days of park admission across two parks. He's not at any of the character dining. Um... Is that reimagined boat in Toontown supposedly his? So, yes, it's called Donald's Duck Ponds, and it's usually a water play area, which, if any week this summer should have been, it should have been turned on. It was record breaking heat, Jamie, 10 degrees hotter than usual in California when we were there. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, we, we, hit, we hit 90s almost every day. Okay. That's toasty. <laughs> Southern California. Oh, yeah. Um, and it also pretty much doesn't rain, and it missed it the entire day, Sunday. Uh. It was really, really, really odd. But I'll tell you, the mist kept the temperatures down a little bit Sunday. Okay. But, yeah, so we, we did not see Donald Duck. And I asked a couple of cast members, and I was, oh, you know, Donald likes to sleep in. He'll be here later. Because at that point in time, it was in the morning that we were in Toontown. And I was like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, Donald sleeps in. But where on the Walt Disney World app, you can type in Donald Duck and see where you can meet him and go and meet him. That's not a thing for Disneyland. And that's, that's a good point to bring up. It's almost, you know, the counterbalance to, you know, free roaming characters is that they're free roaming and you may not have that that schedule of okay i know donald's going to be here at right this time so there were some really amazing interactions that i mean i guess he might have had if it had been a traditional line one thing was spider-man um but because they're free roaming you sort of have to get their attention um so anthony's a little bit more timid he's not going to go hey spider-man but i'm a loud mouth so i was like hey spider-man my kid wants to show you something so spider-man turned around hey what's up bud and anthony put out his little wrist and he has a spider-man watch that he loves and he and spider-man had like a two-minute conversation about the watch Oh, that's awesome. It was really, really, really cool. Like talking about like, can he, can, can Anthony read it? Yes. Can Anthony read, you know, a, a watch with hands? Yes. Like, oh, I think that's really cool. That's really important that you know how to like, like total Peter Parker dorked out about like the, the watch and, you know, the Avengers and had he gone on the ride? What did he think of the web slinging? Like it was just a really cool interaction and a really, really special moment. So that was awesome. One other thing with three for the free roaming character, Pluto was walking by the restaurant where we were sitting we happened to be video calling my mom and anthony goes hey pluto i'm on the phone with gaga pluto yeah. walks over and starts like making licking noises and trying to lick the phone that's funny it was really really cute and of course my mom's like laughing hi pluto so like that was a really fun again like walking by where we were sitting eating dinner he certainly didn't have to stop and if he had been in a, a standard character location he wouldn't have but because he happened to be walking by and and anthony said hey pluto i'm talking to gaga pluto turned around okay let me you know talk to this guest you know person they're, they're video calling so that was definitely a really cool um, really, really cool interaction. So in general, definitely thumbs up with the, the character roaming situation. Again, you have to be a little bit more outgoing to get their attention. There were a couple of times that I visibly saw 
um, people like kind of like roll their eyes or look frustrated uh, with like a character walking away because they aren't supposed to stay and have a line form. Um, so that I, I definitely understand, you know, could be frustrating. We did follow Pete around to three different places that he stopped in order to get the picture that we ended up getting with him because he had a mob around him. Yeah. And that, uh, see, I don't know what I prefer because we had, like I said, awesome in June, you know, um, authentic interaction, if you will, with uh, Frozone in, in Pixar Place. Like, we were just sitting there eating. He came up to us. Yeah. But that's cool. But I, I just, I don't know at Walt Disney World if, how well that would actually work. Like, I feel like it would be a traffic nightmare. And I'm sure certain times of the year they have to be more careful with that there. For sure. But no, in, in general, I really thought it was cool. Again, you know, we did follow Pete to three different spots that he stopped. And I ended up like, hate to say, but like cutting him off. <laughs> hey, Pete, can we get a picture with you? And he stopped like, dude, I'm not letting you go. Like, this is a, a dream of mine, dude. Like, let's go. Um, so so that was really, really cool. The characters in general, I, I feel like we saw more characters than we ever do at Walt Disney World. So that was was really, really neat, too. So the character experience for me was awesome. I did feel bad for Anthony for not getting to see, quote, his duck. But uh, everything else went well. <laughs> well, well, that's cool. Um, so something that we did talk a little bit through text about that didn't go so well. I think I know had, where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> you had some, which, by the way, on, on a quick sidebar, um, Aiden's new obsession is looking up TPM vids, which I don't even really know what that stands for, um, and, and looking at uh, ride breakdowns and in-show exits. Ah. That's, that's like his new obsession on, on YouTube. Um, so with that, um, you did have some breakdowns and I don't know if I ever got confirmation. Was it an in-show exit or were you? Oh, sure was. Okay. So you were walked off. Okay. So one thing that was really frustrating throughout the week, and I had to keep coming back to, I didn't want to keep complaining to Andrew because as soon as you voice it, Anthony feels it, you know, yep. oh, yeah, this stinks. Whereas, like, if if I kept my mouth shut or just sent Andrew, like, a little text of, like, rah, this is crappy, you know, that was better than me saying, like, why are all these rides down? Like, this is not Disney World. Like, But, I like, I did, like, there were times that I was pissed off because headliner rides were consistently down for huge chunks of the day. Raider Springs Racers almost never opened with the park opening and was down for long chunks of time each day. Um, Web Slingers had some downtime. Incredicoaster was down for a good chunk of time, including our two early morning entries where it should have been open. Um, What else was down a whole time? Indiana Jones, Space. I mean, again, like the the super headliners, Rise, which, duh, our Rise is down all the time too. The super headliners that that take up a lot of people and that need to be open were not. And I honest to God did not understand how there could be so much downtime during the summer on some of these attractions. It was, it was baffling that, that more than one thing at any given time. I mean, at one point in time I was looking down the app and I was like temporarily closed, temporarily closed, temporarily closed. And it was like, I, I honestly felt like if that had been Walt Disney world, it would have been a story on WWNT that you and I would have been talking about on our show. God bless you. Um, so it's just so crazy to think about how many things were down and it was like, just, you know, any, any, any day at Disneyland, like apparently that was normal. Right. So, um, that was obviously frustrating. And then on, I guess it must've been Jamie Monday. So we arrived on Sunday. We went to the park just for a few hours on Sunday. And then our, our first full park day was Monday and Andrew and I made the decision. We're buying Genie plus we're going to do individual lightning lane for Raider Springs racers. Like again, things that we don't do here because we live here. This is our this is our trip to Disneyland. Like we were right. not going to say, oh, we're not going to pay for Genie Plus. We're not going to do ILL. So we picked up for twenty dollars a piece. We picked up Radio Springs Racers. I know like, your face says it all, but like you know, what do you do, James? So I'm like, here's a Disney gift card. Here's the sixty bucks. Bye bye. Road Raider Springs Racers. It was awesome. Anthony had a ton of fun. Um, and then it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was two days later. Um, the the ride had been down the majority of the day. Came back up. We jumped in the standby line because it was just coming back online. And we're like, this is great. We probably only waited about 25 minutes between when we jumped in the line and when we got to the, the front of the queue. 
Um, they load us into a vehicle. It's a dark blue car. It's like Anthony's dream. Like everything's great. This is awesome. And we start to pull out of the station for lack of a better word, like the loading load area, it, load area. Yeah. And we pull around the corner. Well, we're starting to pull around the corner to where the seatbelt check is. And when the car stops and I said to Andrew, I was like, Oh crap. Like, I wonder if it's down again, like, like that you're, you're not supposed to stop there. Like we weren't quite to the seatbelt check. We probably only stopped like a minute or two. We kept going. We get to the seatbelt check and we see the cast member reach over because they have like a, a cast member stands there for the seatbelt check and there's a control panel. Reach over and pick up a phone. Oh, so for those people, exactly for those people who know Disney attractions, they're like, oh crap. So the cast member literally puts the phone down, reaches around the control panel and gets out two umbrellas that have like a silver like UV reflectant top. Hands one to me and hands one to the person behind us because we were directly like bla- being blasted by the sun and it's like 93 degrees out. So we put up the umbrella in the front. They put up the umbrella behind us. Fortunately, it works perfectly to keep us out of the, the blazing sun. We probably sat there for about 20 minutes. Ooh. And at different points in time, the cast member was like, I'm not sure, guys. Like, you know, I'll, I'll keep you posted. And then we heard them making announcements. Checkpoint, blah, blah, blah. Checkpoint, da, 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 uh, And then at one point in time, we heard um, something fatal failure, um, recover guests. So, of course, I know that recover guests means they're going to give everyone a fast pass. Or, yeah. sorry, a lightning lane entry. A fast pass, my poor brain. Um, you know, and, and evac the ride. Something like, okay, like, whatever. It sucks. But, you know, they're going to give us a return, return him for later. Like, you know, let's just go. Then right after that, Jamie, like right after, maybe 30 seconds, they said green light, green light. Ride will be op- or ride going to operation or like something like that. Like literally from like something failure, recover guests to we're, we're going to run the ride in like less than a minute. It was really, really odd. Mm. The cast member was like, all right, guys, you know, we're, we're go. Give, give me those umbrellas. So we put down the umbrellas. We handed it back to the cast member. Another cast member switched out with the cast member who had been there. They do the seatbelt check. They send us on our merry way. So Radiator Springs, you go around outside a little bit. Then you come inside the first scene on the inside. We're, we're you know, going along. Then they flip the lights on while the, the show's still happening. An announcement comes on. Um, Ride will be powering down in three, two, one. And then there's this ungodly loud popping noise. The girl behind me screamed. She thought like that something like broke or like, you know, something crazy happened. It was just whatever electrical thing shutting down. Right. Like three, two, one, like slammed on the brakes. Um, and we were sitting there in the showroom, like took a couple pictures of, you know, the showroom with the lights on and things like that. And then they started coming on with announcements that said, please put your, your recording devices away. A cast member will be with you shortly. Uh, you must pay attention to the cast member. Uh, no electronic recording devices, blah, 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 blah. The cast member will be with you shortly. 22 minutes later. So now we'd stop for 20 minutes earlier, another 22 inside. Cast member finally walked by and was like, I'll be right back with you. And we're like, okay, cool, dude. Three minutes later, comes back, actually lets us out of the car. We had to walk one by one. So I had to have like Anthony's by the shoulders in front of me, walking through the show scene and back out of an exit door um, to, the, to the exit of the attraction. And they did recover us, you know, with the, the, the return. But unfortunately, that didn't really help because right. by that point in time, we were running late for trying to get back to Disneyland for the parade. Um, and then after the parade, you know, we then had to eat dinner and then we ended up just going back to the, to the room because it was just, it was too late at that point for Anthony. Um, so we did not end up getting to, <laughs> to ride it that day. Um, but we did ride it, um, the next day. So at least we got, we got to do it twice. That's a shame. It's interesting that they restarted it and then it broke down again. Yeah. And again, it had been down for a long period of time before we jumped in the line when it reopened. So it had been down. Right. They put it back online for however long. Now, have you done, and for anybody who does an in-show exit is basically what Donna was describing. She was in the middle of the attraction, work lights came on, and they're walked off um, the attraction. Uh, have you ever done, had an in-show exit before? Nope, never. My parents did at here at Walt Disney World at uh, People Mover, but I never have. Okay. Yeah, I haven't either. Bucket list. So. <laughs> well, um, I would say that part was cool, but like explaining to Anthony, like, we're not actually going to get to ride the ride, bud. And like, yeah, we just wasted 45 minutes plus the time we've been in the line. Like, that kind of sucked. And this is the exact reason I go to the bathroom before I get on any attraction. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Because I, I mean, but think about that. Like, you know, you can't have that mindset of, oh, you know, all right, it's a five minute ride. I'll be out in ten minutes because I got a lightning lane. I'll go to the bathroom afterwards. Like, no, things can happen. Poo poo happens, so to speak. <laughs> um, I got one more question for you. Um, did you see the new version of World of Color, World of Color One? We did. So World of Color is one of my all-time favorite nighttime um, entertainment offerings. Uh, I know that you know people can argue, oh, it's just a fancier version of Fantasmic. I disagree. I think the artistry is just so much more. The story is, is, is so much more. Um, it's the screens are so blessed clear there on that water, you know, it looks super, super crisp, super clear. I love that. Unlike Phantasm, which of course I do believe is better. Now I do believe our current version of Walt Disney world is, is substantially better than the old version, yep. but world of color is consistently updated there. They're, they're always adding to it. They're always changing pieces of it. It's not, stagnant it's not something that you know oh i saw it once you know i've seen it phantasmic at disneyland is awesome it has been closed for many many months because of the the, the fire with the dragon and they actually just recently announced jamie i know we don't talk a ton about disneyland on our show but that won't be opening until spring of 2024 so that's going to have a huge nearly full year downtime and without the dragon correct yeah so in any case, no Fantasmic. So they do have a fireworks show at Disneyland right now. But World of Color 1 has a really neat, the, it has a tiny pre-show, which is the Elemental. It's like a plug for the Elemental movie. Um, and then it, it leads into a discussion of how Walt Disney believed that it only took one person. It only took one idea to change the world. So, like, that, again, I'm a huge Disney buff, obviously, but, like, that gave me chills a little bit, thinking about, like, crap, yeah, like, this man's one dream, this man's one idea of, like, isn't there a way for parents to go and have fun with their kids instead of watching their kids have fun um, became an empire, <laughs> became something that that we loved so much that we moved from Pennsylvania to Florida to, to be here in the magic. And, you know, we spend money to travel to Disneyland because we enjoy it so much. So that was really cool. And seeing that old footage, I'm always a sucker for that. I, you know, you and I talked a lot about how we felt like that was missed at Walt Disney world during the 50th to the, the nod to Walt Disney himself. <laughs> I think this undersells it a little bit, but your point's well taken. Colossally screwed up. Is that better? completely absent <laughs> right so until they added that tiny little scene to the fireworks right yeah too little too late but in any case that was that was not world of, world of, world of color excuse me one really was focused on how you know this one idea can make a difference and then they weave in you know different um wonderful songs from the walt disney portfolio and great scenes from the different movies and entertainment offerings you're right there dude you trying Darn. to toot quietly like what's going on I'm trying to readjust my chair my foot was asleep oh i thought you're trying to toot quietly with that face well not that quietly i think i need a new chair but nevertheless, I could have told you that three years ago. It's, it's weird. It's like I'm wobbling all over the place. But go ahead. I can tell you're enthralled by World of Color One. But no, I mean it was it was absolutely phenomenal as always. I, I don't regret doing the the dining package at all. That's definitely a situation where I think that putting the extra money out. Yes, I see your hand raised. <laughs> yes. Where did you do um, the dining? Wine package? Country. Same thing I did with you guys Victoria, a couple years back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean it's it's good food. Truly, I believe that to be to be true. Um, they give you an, a choice of appetizers between like a slightly weird salad, and I like most all salads, but this was a little funky, um, or a soup. And when it was 9 million degrees, clearly go on the salad option. Yeah. What soup was it? Do you remember? I, I don't, honestly, because they could have said like, like lobster bisque, which is my favorite soup, and I still would have said no. <laughs> I don't know. I would be tempted, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and then they had probably eight entrees to choose from, and only two of them had an upcharge with it. Like a, a steak had an upcharge, and something else would have had an upcharge if you had chosen that. But Andrew chose the chicken parm, and I chose like a shrimp um, uh, Alfredo, which Scandy. was pretty good. Oh, okay, Alfredo. The shrimp right was fantastic. The Alfredo sauce was average, but the shrimp was truly like it was cooked perfectly. Okay, good. Um, and then the dessert choice was tiramisu or um. 
vanilla ice cream or strawberry um, sorbetto. So I got the strawberry sorbetto. Andrew got the the, the vanilla ice cream, and then we kind of split them so that it had like a nice flavor and not not too strawberry and not too just vanilla. Um, Anthony got a kid's pizza and a kid's serving of, of ice cream, and he was really happy too. And then the reserve seating for that package, because that's a little bit more than some of the other options, is not the first tier. The first tier is you will get wet from the spray of the fountains. It's the next tier back. So it's it's raised from the first um, area. So the, the, the viewing was absolutely perfect. We got there a little bit after eight for the nine o'clock show. Everything was great. Phenomenal. Um, super easy to get out of there because of the way they run it um, and because of the tiers. That's my biggest complaint about Fantasmic is getting out. World of Color, I don't know if it's it's just the space that it's in or because there's multiple exits. It doesn't feel so much like a cattle shoot. Um, but it was absolutely phenomenal. I, I I wouldn't say it's a reason to go there, but if you are going to Disneyland, it's a, it would be a darn shame to miss it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that world of color concept, if Rivers of Light didn't take off and obviously didn't with the, the technological issues that they had, I think world of color is should be an animal kingdom at this point. So uh, when's your family's first trip to Disneyland? When are you going to make Val a cave in? Um, we were talking about that the other day. I was thinking 2025 for the, what would it be, the 70th? Okay. Yeah. Whatever Andrew has told me that we are not going back next year. He's like, Donna, I love you, but two years in a row is enough. We can take a year off. So that would be 2025. Yeah, it would be. So maybe we'll have to plan that one together. Yeah. So. It'd be fitting. We went for the 60th together, pre-children. Yeah. And I, I Peyton would be... Six, so I think she can handle that flight. Oh God, the flight's easy, Jamie. Give the kids a tablet, or honestly, like Anthony watched his tablet for part of it and then discovered that he too could play with the screen in front of him and was like, "I can look at this movie. I can play this game." He loved it. Yeah, I, did we? Oh no, I think we were able to get a direct. We couldn't get it through yeah. Southwest. We had to do American Delta. Oh, okay, for us it was Delta. Yeah, from from Philly, we had to do American. Because uh, Southwest would have taken us either to Chicago or maybe like Denver with a layover. So, nevertheless, sounds like a an awesome trip. Glad glad you're back. Oh, I know you missed me so much. It was so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next week, we will finally get to those listener questions that Jamie did not want to tackle by himself because he's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.